Hey everyone, welcome to the Others Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Penny. Uh, we've been back, back. well, been away for a long time, now finally back after, I don't know, half a year, something ridiculous like that. So uh, back with a returning guest. We had a great chat last time uh, with Brent joining us, although he's not here this time. Uh, and that's Tim. How you doing, man? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Not too bad. Uh, we are recording this on Monday, the 21st of December. So in the, the lead up to Christmas, uh, I don't know if this will be released before Christmas. Hopefully it will. But uh, just so people are people are aware of you know when we're actually recording this. And this week, this this week, this month, this year, whatever this falls into now, we're not necessarily going to chat about uh, a specific track like we normally do. Uh, because we've been away for so long, there's so much news to catch up on. So we're kind of going to go through, you know, what's happened during the rest of 2020, um, at least in relation to the likes of, you know, Pharrell and the Neptunes. Maybe not so much about what's been going on the rest of the world. <laughs> Maybe we want to avoid that and uh, block that out for an hour or so. But um, yeah, we've got a lot to kind of catch up on. So. We are going to be running through, I've cheated, I've not prepped here properly, so what we're going to be doing is using um, kind of key stories from the Neptunes.org website, so shout out to Mika who did you know, a big update um, at the end of summer and then also in November with all the kind of news stories and stuff, so we're going to be using that as the basis to go through and pick out kind of key topics and stories to talk about. Um, and yeah, most people will have kind of heard these stories and been aware of this news, you know, during the year. But we're going to give our kind of uh, two cents on each one of them. That sound good, Tim? Sounds good to me. Yeah, good to good to hear from you again. I think it was was it June last time we spoke? June, July, maybe even before that. Yeah, it was quite a while back. And I did a couple of podcasts after that, and then. Yeah, kind of come the summer, everything shuts down here in Finland. So not really in the mood to do anything. And then, yeah, what with everything else going on in the world, just not really been motivated enough to to do anything, I think. So um, it's good to kind of get back to doing this. I know a lot of people have been messaging me and asking me about it. So good to get back here. Good to be talking about, you know, the rest of the stories uh, from the rest of the year. And also catch up for yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, um, I think everyone's glad that 2020 has come to an end, uh, although it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's back to normal. I think we're far from off it. But yeah, it seems to be, it's been an interesting interesting year, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be glad to see, see the back end of it. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But what I've kind of found interesting which obviously it ties into what we're going to be talking about today is you know while a lot of the world has kind of you know shut down and everyone has been kind of you know isolated um you know people's work has you know kind of gone away and stuff like that yeah i think this has probably been pharrell's busiest year ever almost um he doesn't seem to have stopped during 2020s you know disappeared off to miami to his new house out there and uh you know, been releasing new music and new products and new collaborations and bloody hotels and restaurants and all sorts. So he's really been going for it in 2020 and, you know, utilising um, all of this kind of extra time that he's had, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, there seems to be something something new each week, and uh, not necessarily music, but whether it's face cream or um, it seems to be a lot of Adidas drops as well this year. Yep, definitely. Um, I've got a few of those lined up to talk about as well. We won't be able to cover all of them because there have been so bloody many. But yeah, yeah, we can talk about some key ones. But yeah, let's get started with some of the news and stuff then um, and stuff that's been happening this year. And I'm not sure if I covered this on one of the previous podcasts, but I thought I would mention it just because it's another podcast that I finally got around to listening to. I've had it in my podcast queue for like, two or three months or something ridiculous now um and it's an interview with mike larson who for those that don't know is uh pharrell's sound engineer so he works with pharrell and with the neptunes uh, he's been with them since around 2006 2007 i, I want to say um and he appeared on the uh based miami uh podcast and it's a couple of hours long loads of really interesting chat with mike lots of um insights into you know his background and stuff that he's kind of worked on over the years uh, and what he's kind of you know brought to the table in terms of work with Pharrell and, and the Neptunes um, and some nice little um, you know bits of uh, information in there about you know certain tracks and projects and what did happen and what didn't happen what was meant to happen um, so a really really interesting podcast whether you're just into music generally or, you know, you're actually into, you know, Pharrell, the Neptunes, like, you know, we are a really good listen. Have you had a chance to listen to this one at all, Tim? I haven't, no. Um, and I have seen it. Cause it it's like his um, Instagram is it's Miguel Millions, isn't it? Yeah. At yeah. Miguel Millions. Uh, so, so worth a follow. But no, I haven't listened to it. But uh, yeah, definitely interested. Because he joined working with the Neptunes and NERD. Was it around seeing sounds? Yeah, he was involved in that, yeah. Was that, was that the first project he was... I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. so um, that would be... Well, it'd be interesting to hear what you've got to say about it. But yeah, it's definitely on my list. I'm off work now, so I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> All this holiday time now to listen to endless podcasts. Yeah. I've tried to do that the last couple of weeks. I've had so many queued up that I haven't got around to listening to. I've still got a couple left. I've got the the kind of killer keller uh philip leeds one i still haven't got around to um but this one i kind of really wanted to listen to because i speak to mike occasionally um online um always trying to convince him to come on this podcast so i wanted to kind of have a listen see what he was chatting about and um and again you know if i if we can try and get him on this podcast obviously don't want to repeat what he's already talked about so so it was good to kind of listen to it and see you know what kind of questions being asked and and get some of his insights into you know things that he's been working on over the years. Um, so yeah, it was really good. So yeah, if you've not checked that out yet, please go and do so. As I say, the podcast is based Miami. Um, you can just search for that, or just search for Mike Larson um, on you know Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Overcast, whatever podcast app you use, uh, and I'm sure you will find it. If you can't, head over to theneptunes.org. There's a post there, and you can also stream it from the page itself as well. All right, next one. I Am Other. I Am Other have been doing a lot more kind of creative stuff this year. Um, I think I mentioned on the previous podcast they were working with SoundCloud to kind of produce this um, kind of compilation album of, you know, um, other 
artists, producers, whoever it may be, you know, you could submit your own music. Um, and people at I Am Other, I think it was, I think KP was leading this, uh, would go through all of the music and they'd put together this kind of album that would be streaming from SoundCloud. Volume one went out. I can't remember the actual date. I think it was towards the end of the summer. Volume one went out. And they are currently working, I believe, on volume two. I don't think it's out, but I think they're accepting submissions again. So, you know, if you are an aspiring artist or producer or whatever it may be, and you want to get your music to somebody at I Am Other, then um, this is definitely something to look into and submit. And you never know, you may make it onto the uh, the final cut. Have you had a chance to listen to it? I haven't, no. I was going to say, did, did you recognise any of the names on it? Because obviously, uh, Grinding Forum, part of Neptunes.org, there's a lot of musicians on there. I was wondering if, if any, of the, any of the old heads would manage to get on it. I don't think so, from what I remember. I'm just actually looking at the page now and names um i don't think there was anyone that i recognize on there but i did i remember having a quick listen to this um kind of back in the summer um there were some really good tracks on here uh it's as i say it's looked after by kp who i don't know his actual job title i'm other he's kind of head of music or something like that one of those kind of very high level generic job titles but he oversees all of the kind of um music they put out i think whether that's Pharrell, Neptunes, people they're affiliated with, other people that are signed to I Am Other. Um, he oversees a lot of that. So he was overseeing this project and personally, you know, listening to a lot of the music himself. Um, so yeah, if if you are an aspiring artist, then here's the, uh, the chance to get your music out there and get it on uh, an album that's, you know, affiliated with uh, Pharrell and I Am Other. Is that any way... It must be connected to, to BBC Sounds because they, they released a, a vinyl, didn't they? Billionaire Boys Club. Yeah, so BBC Sounds is nothing really to do with I Am Other. It's uh, an independent record label that BBC Europe uh, right, set up, okay. uh, which I think uh, Ross uh, set up um, so that they could work with kind of you know, independent and up and coming UK artists and right. actually. Um, yeah, put put stuff out basically for these artists to help promote them. Uh, so they've done quite a few collaborations. They've put out a couple of um, couple of vinyls, I think, so far. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of that is just very BBC Europe centric. It's not related to you know BBC the overall arching brand or anything. Yeah, because yeah, BBC Europe is very much um, an independent thing nowadays. Um, not really that closely connected to you know BBC in the US. Um, obviously, they work closely together. It's the same brand, but you know BBC EU now is the you know the the luxury arm of the the brand. So they work on their own designs, their own marketing, their own kind of collaborations and initiatives and stuff like that. So so yes, um, the the record label itself was yeah very much just the BBC Europe thing. Yeah, right. Also, yes, if you want to check out some up-and-coming artists, then uh, keep an eye on BBC EU on Instagram. They post there regularly. Uh, artists they're working with, releases that are kind of coming out that they're helping with. They also, during the summer, did something similar. And again, I can't remember if I, um, if I mentioned this, but they were allowing um, submissions as well um, of music or art or whatever, you know, design, whatever it may be. 
um, and they were offering kind of you know marketing expertise and design expertise and stuff like that to kind of you know help um, other creative people basically. Uh, I think that's an ongoing project. I don't think that was you know just for COVID times. Uh, I think that's something they're actually working on going forward. So again, follow them and keep an eye on that. Again, if you're an aspiring artist or creative person in any of the kind of you know creative fields. Um, that may be something to to watch and get involved with, basically. You mentioned um, Adidas earlier. So the first one, well, the first kind of Adidas-related story I've got here is the um, Premium Basics, which came out, again, I want to say in the summer or towards the end of the summer. As you mentioned, there's been a lot of Adidas releases, including one, even last week, wasn't it? Or, yeah, last week. Yeah. The the kind of triple black... um, collection which i think instead of the usual three or four different sneakers we had about eight or nine or ten different um adidas sneakers that have just been you know blacked out then also you know the apparel and accessories as well but yeah earlier in the year we had the the premium basics which basic adidas stuff but you know a variety of colors i think there were 10 15 colors something like that you know t-shirts sweatpants hoodies uh, all that kind of stuff, all your, your usual basic type stuff. Yeah, they, they released, I don't know if you remember this, well, they released a lot of football shirts. And yep. the, I'm a Bolton Wanderers fan, so I couldn't get the Manchester oh United one. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, League Two football for us. But I think the Manchester United one's actually amazing. It's, it's a heart back to one of their 90s kits. I think that's my fellow Bolton Wanderers fans would be, uh, you know, wanting to... Uh, to kick me for saying that that was my favorite one of the lot but yeah um, actually i had that story here as well so they were actually collaborations they were adidas obviously they were adidas yeah there were clubs that have adidas as a kit manufacturer but it was a it was actually a human race collaboration um right. so it was done under the human race brand uh, and yeah i'm just flicking through the page here so there's real madrid the juventus one i really like the kind of pink juve away yeah. kit the Arsenal one is really nice, but I have to preface this, I'm a Liverpool fan, so like you, I looked at them and went, those are really nice kits, but I could never buy any of them, let alone you know, wear them, God. <laughs> but the, yeah, the Juve one looks really nice. The the Arsenal one with the kind of almost tie-dye effect looks yeah. nice. Um, then you've got Bayern Munich one. Yeah, you've got the Man United one, which again is that kind of 90s throwback type design. It's good looking, but I'm not going to say anything more about it. It's a Man United kit. <laughs> the I think it's most recent trainers that got a Tokyo Solar Hue. Yeah, I think that was last week. I'm absolutely tempted by them, but as we were discussing before we started recording, I'm trying to have a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a cutback on on buying uh, expensive apparel, which is billionaire boys club. Yeah, and, uh, so affiliated brands. Yes, and we'll get to that drop um, at some point soon, but and we'll get to what we've kind of picked up over the course of the year. I had quite a few months off of buying anything because um, of personal circumstances, but yeah, the last month or two, I've been buying a few more bits here and there, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a slippery slope from now on, so got to be careful. Well, unless you want to buy me a Christmas present. Uh, it's too late now, mate. It won't, won't get there in time, <laughs> oh, will it? Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. When my birthday's in March, how about we'll, we'll <laughs> be right for them? I'll bear it in mind. <laughs> Definitely. Mine's in July for everyone out there. 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, Adidas um, Basics, whatever they're called, they're out there. Also around the same time, we had the um, the revamp of the Superstars with the kind of... Um, with Adidas, it's prime knit, isn't it? The material they, they use. So it was a white version um, and a kind of dark black and brown version um, of the Superstars that came out um, with... It, it's strange, you know, lots of different materials, lots of different colours. It brought in different aspects of some of the other um, Pharrell shoes um, and kind of, you know, almost put them on top of the Superstar silhouette. The white ones, I think, looked quite nice. Um, the the darker kind of black and brown ones, not really a fan of. I didn't cop any of these. They're a bit too different for me. Um, but they did grow on me, having you know sort of seen them and uh, actually saw them in person as well in a, in a store over here. Um, I was tempted, but with the amount of uh, hues and tennis hues and NMDs and things like that I've got here that I don't wear anyway... Um, yeah, buying a, a pair of these, probably not the best idea. And again, because they're kind of that prime knit material, there's probably two or three months of the year in this country I can actually wear them. Um, so <laughs> yes. it's not really worth it, to be honest. No, I mean, I, I got the, I think it's the first drop of human made. So one, the, the white ones with the, uh, the red hearts on the front. Um, and I haven't really been tempted by any of the others since, but these... Tokyo solar ones are still looking at me on my on my laptop at the moment, but that's to tear myself away. I think let, let, we'll go through some other stories first. Don't worry, close that tab down. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> As I mentioned at the start, yeah, it's been a been a busy year for Pharrell. Um, he's been divesting and diversifying, I guess, are the words. Um, you know, kind of all over the place. And one of the the kind of big projects he's been involved in this year. Um, is hotels. Strangely, uh, I think last year or the start of this year, we saw him um, involved in some property development in Canada, uh, you know, uh, apartments and housing and stuff. And now he's, uh, yeah, working in the, the hotel industry. Um, so he's working with uh, Dave Groupman to kind of open this hotel. It's called the, the Good Time Hotel. Uh, I believe it's in Miami. Just, yeah, it just seems a very left field kind of thing to do to suddenly be involved in, yeah, you know, property and restaurants. Restaurants I can kind of yeah. understand. But then, you know, a hotel is a is a massive undertaking to invest in and to, um, especially, you know, in the kind of current climate where hotels aren't really making that much money. It's uh, it's an interesting thing to invest in and be involved in. I mean, you've got to wonder how, how much he... He has involved how much time he has involved in this with with everything else he's doing. He wouldn't have thought there were the hours in the day. Um, so maybe it is just more more of an investment part. But as you say, it's I mean, it's, I think it's a positive thing um, because the the hotel industry and uh, hospitality needs a lot of support um, all around the world at the moment um, to get back going um, in twenty twenty one. Definitely. And I think the hotel has been finished now. Um, yeah, in the pictures, it looks beautiful. And I saw a post, I think it was yesterday or earlier today, of like, you know, the, the top 20 most anticipated hotel openings um, you know, this year or next year or whatever it is. And and his hotel is on that list. I think he may have even shared the, um, the post about it on his Instagram. So 
obviously, you know, from what people have seen of it so far, it's it looks good. Seems like it's going to be a great place to, uh, to go and stay once people are actually allowed to travel again. So if you are, um, yeah, once we can travel, if you are heading to the US, if you are heading to Miami, it's it's another option for you to go and stay in Pharrell's lovely looking and I imagine very, very expensive hotel. Yeah, just look at it. It does look quite, quite something. Yeah, it's got like proper like Miami vibe. It's got like, you know, there's a huge atrium there and really nice looking swimming pool and certainly looks, looks like a nice place. Oh, my list of play. Can't afford to go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem at the moment. Yeah, like I say, once we're back traveling, once we've all managed to save a bit of money up again, then uh, hopefully we'll be able to yeah stay at nice places like that. Um, what have we got next? Let's get into some uh, skin cream. So back in I want to say before November, I think this was announced, um, but it came out what three or four weeks ago, I think. Um, you know, his human race line of uh, skincare products. And obviously over the years, Pharrell is, you know, has been very famous in terms of his, you know, never aging looks almost. And I've seen many interviews where he's asked about his, you know, skincare routine and what products he uses and what he does. And, you know, he's kind of talked about that kind of quite openly in the past. So it surprised me that it's taken this long for him to kind of... Um, capitalize on this interest in his looks but the products have come out now i think there are three kind of products um you can buy them individually or as a set and he's been promoting this heavily the last couple of months really heavily so he's really really involved in this um but this comes from his you know i am other team as well they've i know they've been working on this for quite a while and yeah, he seems to be really into this. Like I say, he's been doing a lot of press for it, which is, yeah, he'll always do press when he needs to do it, but he won't doesn't like to do the same thing over and over again. But with this, he's doing a lot of interviews about it. I don't actually have the product yet. The problem I had was I was going to order some. You could buy the pack of the three different products, for, I think for $100 it was. But then being here in Europe, you had to then add $60 for the shipping then pay the tax as well once it gets here. So a $100 product um, instantly becomes a $200 product. Yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't really sort of justify that, if I'm honest. I justify a lot of nonsense. But some skincare products, yeah, maybe not. So I'm hoping at some point, you know, they get a kind of, you know, European partner or distributor. Um, so they actually have stock over here in Europe and we can get it, you know, much more easily at a kind of more affordable price. Although I did notice at the weekend they did restock some products, and I know it did say they were doing free international shipping for a um, you know, short period of time. So, yeah, if you are desperate at the moment to get some, now is the time to do it. I imagine LC did that because, you know, we're coming up on Christmas. People are buying this um, as a Christmas present. It's at that price point where it's, you know, an ideal Christmas present for somebody who is either into skincare or into Pharrell or whatever it may be. So I would be interested to see at some point in the future what this stuff is actually like. Well, it's, it's funny this has come up because um, my girlfriend's been doing research on, on Facebook. She's a bit younger than me. And she's, she starts to mention that we need to preserve our skin. I don't know if it's, it's completely directed at me because I'm quite a bit older. Not quite a bit older, a little bit older. <laughs> that sounded five creepy. Years. <laughs> <laughs> five, five years, five years. Um, 
But uh, so when she mentioned it, so I was like, oh well, you know, like for real. So if if we're going to do this, then you can um, you can get some of this uh, new new cream that you've brought out. But um, and yet to yet to know what what uh, cream we're going to be using. But uh, apparently we're starting in the new year, daily routine of, of skincare. I didn't think I looked bad for thirty five. Doing right, mate. Cheers. I, I can see you via the joys of FaceTime. Yeah, doing right. <laughs> Myself, yeah, not so much, but looking beautiful, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. Well, I just cut my hair again, so I'm covering up all the grey hair and everything at the moment. Oh, don't, yeah, mine's mine's just at the sides. Yeah, mine I'm is def- all around the sides and at the top, little patches everywhere. You know, what? I've, I've never really been able to grow a beard. I've got a bit of stubble now, and I've already got my first grey <laughs> hair in the, in the beard. I was like, well, how does that work out? Yeah, so, quite, quite a few of them. Yeah. We should talk. We should talk about stuff like this. I know most of the people that listen to this podcast are probably under twenty-five, um, and they would be rolling their eyes right now at this this kind of talk. Um, but yeah, skincare. Um, yes, I will be probably getting some at some point. I'd like to kind of test test it out at least. And my other half is actually quite into this sort of stuff as well. Um, so I don't think she'd kill me too much if I wasted a hundred or two hundred dollars on this sort of thing she sort of steal it herself i imagine so yes i will i will try this out at some point um just not quite yet and like i say i want to see if they actually you know bring it over to europe and start distributing from over here before i start paying all the uh extortionate uh shipping fees and import fees and whatnot but if anyone out there has tried it i did see a lot of people posting about it let us know what you think of it right what's next voices of fire on netflix I'm yet to watch this. It's not really the sort of thing that necessarily interests me too much. Um, but I know Pharrell has been promoting this and talking about it quite a bit recently. So this is actually his uncle, who is um, a bishop. And it's, yeah, it's kind of based around him and working with, you know, gospel choir. But past that, I'm not really sure of what the, the kind of premise is whether it's uh, a kind of you know, reality-type thing or just a, a documentary. Have you seen this at all? No. No, I have, I have seen it on the various social medias. Um, it's been promoted, but no, it's not something I've, I've tackled yet. Um, got far too many series on the go as it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's probably something I'll, I'll check out in the new year. Um, so you, we don't, you don't actually know if it's a documentary or... I'm or just what. reading the synopsis of it. So, um, so yeah, like there's... I don't know how involved Pharrell is in this and whether he makes many appearances. But, um, yeah, he's involved in the collaboration with Netflix called Voices of Fire, follows his uncle um, in search of choral talents in uh, Hampton Roads uh, for an inspiring gospel choir. So kind of like a reality show for a gospel choir, I imagine. I'm not a big fan of you know reality type shows, especially the the music ones. But I imagine this will probably be done a little bit better um, and be a little bit more grown up than the the likes of stuff we're used to seeing on TV. Um, you know, for our UK listeners, you know, what do we have over there now? Britain's Got Talent and things like that, where it's more of a let's just you know mock some mentally ill people that can't actually sing um, and then make a lot of money off the people that can. So I'm not a fan of those shows, but uh, we'll see with this one. I think I, I think it'll be a little bit better than that. Yeah, yeah. Just, like you say, just look at the synopsis, and it, is, it does look like that. 
that document documentary style. So yeah, it might be pretty good, and I'd be surprised. I mean, it's hopefully it won't be sensationalised, like you say, like um, Britain's Got Talent, X Factor, etc. Which I think we all agree have had their day. Oh well. I'd, you'd like to think that, but they still seem to pull in millions of viewers, um, unfortunately. Uh, let's get on to some Neptune's music. Um, obviously, the Neptunes are back together now and producing. Um, I don't think they're... Well, they've partly been physically together this year uh, and then also doing a lot of stuff remotely as well. I think Chad is generally based out in LA now and in Virginia, whereas Pharrell is down in Miami a lot of the time. But... Um, couple of tracks made it onto the Megan the Stallion um, EP. Um, yeah. I'm not a big Megan the Stallion fan, but I did listen to these. I did quite like the beats. Um, again, if you head over to the neptunes.org, you can stream them there. You can also stream um, a remix that the, uh, Mika, who runs the site, uh, DJ Freaky, has has done himself. Uh, he always does you know, great remixes of... Um, Neptune's tracks and Neptune's projects. So go and check that out. Have you uh, listened to these one these ones? Yeah, um, I have. There's, there's been a there's been a couple of the tracks which are which I really like. So Pomegranate, Entrepreneur, have really you know they're, they're ones I've revisited. But I've got to admit, as a obviously a big Neptune's NERD fan, none of them have really grabbed me like yes, they're back, which. Yeah. So that's what I'm holding out for 2021, where we get some, you know, and, and I think it when it's a classic Neptune style, I know that the sound has definitely moved on, but some of the, the releases I've heard of late have been quite generic, I find. They sound, you know, similar to the future Migos, that kind of that stuttering. I'm probably showing my age now. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, to so be I'm, fair, I'm with you on this. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Not necessarily so much in the Neptune stuff. I think, I think they managed to differ, differentiate themselves a bit, and you know, just enough. But I know what you mean. There is a lot of stuff out there that does just sound very similar, and it's about you know making stuff that kind of um, plays to the mass market almost. Um, so I have liked some stuff this year, like you mentioned. It's a little bit different. So the pomegranate, not a bad track. Cherry Pie, I really loved. That was one of my favourite songs this year. Um, what else did you mention? Entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really great track. I think that's been really underrated. Um, again, they did quite a bit of promo for it initially. Then it kind of died off. Um, but I thought it was a really great track. I liked the Jay-Z verse on it. I liked the video. The video is amazing. I think it, it came at a time where it was much needed with everything that's happening with uh, Black Lives Matters and what's happening in America and some some of which what's happening in the in the UK as well with um, you know the rise of far right movements as well. So I think it was um, really important to get that video out. But like you say, it just it was I think it was on. I remember it being on BBC News actually. So there was a I think it was a, a black Scottish couple or Irish couple that were in it. But then by the next week, it would you know not really not really got much traction yeah that that's the thing um that first week or so when it came out because it dropped kind of quite suddenly although it did leak um about 12 15 hours early 
Um, so I know I had a copy before a lot of people, but yeah, it kind of almost came out of nowhere. And yeah, it's always a surprise to see Jay Z on a on a track, you know, featuring nowadays. So yeah, it came out, got a lot of spins, and then like I say, it kind of you know, like died off after that. After a couple of weeks, I've been playing it a lot. I think it's great, as you mentioned, the video itself. You know, around the whole thing around you know social unrest at the moment and. And also, you know, kind of, you know, supporting businesses, but not just any businesses, you know, businesses tied to uh, kind of black and Latin kind of communities, yeah. Uh, minorities. Yeah, I, I like the kind of idea and the premise behind it and the, the kind of message from it. And yeah, I love the fact the video was, you know, showcasing some of those you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, business owners and, and people like that, you know, that have people that have kind of struggled to get where they are and they're now kind of you know succeeding and and flourishing and i've seen yeah. a few um a few kind of spin-off videos like you know we saw with the the happy stuff back in the day happy in wherever the place may be i've seen a few kind of spin-off videos of um yeah entrepreneurs from different countries you know videos put together of you know local um businesses there um so yeah get on youtube and have a search of Search of those and see if you can find some businesses near you that need supporting for sure. We also had this year the new uh, Run the Jewels album with a, yeah. a Pharrell and uh, Zach De La Rocha track. I think I talked about this previously, but I think since then um, the video has been released. So there was an official video for it. I don't, if I remember rightly from having watched it, I don't think Pharrell or anyone makes an appearance in it. It's an animated video. Um, but a good video nonetheless. So and a another, track. Yeah, very really good, track. good track. So yeah, another one to check out. I really like, liked the the album kind of end to end as well. Um, been giving that a few sort of spins this year as well. So another one to go and check out for sure. What have we got next? Next on my list is what we just talked about, Entrepreneur. So we won't go over that all over again. Uh, spin, the uh, kind of music magazine website. Um, had its 35th anniversary, uh, naming its most influential artists of the past 35 years. At number 16 was our favourite production duo, The Neptunes. Yeah, to be listed number 16 most influential people in music. It's not bad. Not a bad sorry. accolade. Uh, so, sorry, that was over the last how many years? 35. 35 years. If you got the top five handy, can we can we have a bit of a guess? Hold on, hold on. Let me uh, let me open the tab. We'll see if it works. David Bowie must be in there, top five, surely. <laughs> I'm going to provide provide some feedback to Mika here. He's posted the thing, but not actually uh, posted Come a link on, Mika. to the main thing. Ah, here, all right. So spin thirty five. Here we go. It's going to tell us. Of course, it's not. Doesn't tell us the top top five. I'm just landing on the page of uh, of the Neptunes. Let me see if I can find a link for the overall thing. God, I'll edit this boring bit out afterwards. Jesus. <laughs> me digging around trying to find links. Sure. Yeah, I've got a page for the Neptunes, but then it doesn't give me a link to go to, like, you know, what the main list the, is. 35 most influential artists. Of, oh, I've got it. Um, let me just check that's the right one. So, 16 the Neptunes, yeah. So, I, I've got the... Uh, okay, I, so I can see... On this page, they're doing it in a in a weird way. They're doing it as individual posts. So I can see number one. I can see number two, number three. All right, top five. Then let me get let me find number five or five. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's start at number six because number six is um one of my personal favourites. 
So see if you can get uh, how many of the top six you can get. Right, okay. Um, so I'm going to go... So David Bowie's got to be in there, I'd imagine. Don't think he is. Don't think he's top six at all. Um, Hold on, I'm going, to, I'm going to write these down so I'm not flicking between pages. <laughs> you, you, have a, you have a think. I can give you an extra, yeah. uh, extra minute here or so. Right, right okay. Is Dr. Dr. Dre in there? Um, can I have some clues, please? Just... Hold on, hold on. Let me, write, <laughs> let me write them down. Hold on. Let me got that okay. one. And then, uh, who's, I'll give actually I'll, I'll give you Dr. Dre because NWA are at number four. Thank you. Five wars. Okay. Okay. Right. So I'll give you I'll give you NWA at number four. Uh, there is okay. one one woman uh, in the top six. Um, has worked with Pharrell. Uh, Britney. Nope. Uh, Britney, who else? Uh, Madonna. Yep, got it. She's at number three. We have got um, an artist that Pharrell uh, did one remix for and wrote his biggest hit for originally. Oh, he was discussing this recently, wasn't he? <laughs> but, um, wasn't it um, Prince? Yes. Prince is at number was- two. Yeah, he was just, what was he just, I can't, was it with um, Gwyneth Paltrow, wasn't it? He was having a chat about it. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch that interview. He was talking about it on um, Drink Champs as well. We'll get to that. I think he's talked about it a few times in the past. But yeah, he wrote Fronting originally for um, for Prince. And Prince, pol- uh, let's say, politely declined. <laughs> I wasn't interested whatsoever. Um, well, how, how many more do we need to get? All right, you got <laughs> you got three more. So let's go. Number six, uh, hip-hop artist. Um, what uh, I think has the highest selling hip hop album ever or rap album ever artist or, or group artist Jay-Z Eminem West Coast close Snoop Ice Ice Cube no he's <laughs> 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 reeling off rappers now Ice T no I'll put you out of your misery it's uh, Tupac I, I believe oh, yeah. I, I believe All Eyes uh, On Me is still the highest selling um, rap album ever I was going to go to Bone Thugs and Harmony next. Oh, my God. It's not on my... Number five. Um, I I am not a fan of these. I've got no idea how I would give you a clue. Um, rock band. Uh, something to do with DIY. DIY. The shittest clue ever. Um, um, yeah. Um, don't do much DIY. Uh, is, it, is it spirit level? Oh, Smells no. like Team Spirit. <laughs> uh, nine Inch Nails. Right, yeah, well, yeah, Nails, yeah. Yeah, play. and at number one, so we've already got that Madonna Prince. Number one, um, you were kind of close a moment ago, in fact. Another rock band from the uh, the northwest of the United States. Um, northwest of the United States. So Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Close, you're close. Well, that kind of era? Before that. A bit before. Well, rough, around those early days. Um, oh, what's it? Uh, Axl Rose's lot? Guns N' Roses, no. Yeah. <laughs> Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses, yeah. That's... Um, oh, God. Can I have another clue, please? Uh, from from Seattle. Um, Nirvana. There you go. You got it. So, yeah, hey. there's the top six. And uh, <laughs> the Neptunes came in at 16. <laughs> Not bad going. Not, Not bad, bad going. yeah. Amongst uh, some good names there. 
Right, what else have we got? Uh, a Another Pharrell collaboration. Um, he has done many collaborations with Timberland over the years. Uh, Beeline, which um, is kind of the... It was kind of like a, a luxury offshoot of BBC uh, from many years back. Um, has reappeared in the in the wild, and there is a, another Beeline Timberland collaboration um, with a, a number of uh, colorways of the kind of classic Timberland six-inch boot. Um, so, if you haven't seen this, it's essentially the the standard, you know, tan-colored, wheat-colored Timberland boot, but then with a, a, a rubber kind of uh, toe cap and outsole uh, in various colors. There's green, yellow, brown, orange, and black by the looks of it. Um, I like the collaboration. I like the fact Beeline is back. Um, I could never pull off a pair of boots like this. The colors are really nice colors, but on the boot itself, they, they, they kind of look almost... I don't know, comical. Um, I like to see them on other people's feet. I don't think I could wear these on my own feet. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's quite as uh, David Brent uh, gets accused of. Quite the heel on them. You can still find them. <laughs> still find them. Um, yeah, not for me. Yeah, I own a few pair of Timberlands in like different colorways and stuff. And yeah, Timberland is a classic boot. Um, but yeah, the kind of way these are these are made and the kind of color combinations and the way they look, um, yeah, not for me. But if you're a Timberland fan, if you're a, a Beeline fan, um, then you can go and seek these out. They were released at the start of December, I think it was. So you may be lucky and may still be able to find some knocking about somewhere. Right, what else have we got? Oh, another Pharrell initiative and project. Um, he has launched, what has he launched? What's the name of it? Black Ambition, um, a non-profit organization to help um, black and Latinx entrepreneurs. Obviously following on from the entrepreneur song. I'm not sure of the ins and outs of this. Um, I've seen them tweeting quite a lot um, about kind of stuff they're involved in. I know it's kind of, I think it's an offshoot of I Am Other. Um, but yeah, it is a non-profit foundation uh, or initiative, yeah, that's meant to... Um, help entrepreneurs, black, Latinx, in launching, you know, tech, design, healthcare, consumer products, um, service startups, uh, all this kind of thing. So again, if you are um, if you are a young entrepreneur or an older entrepreneur even, uh, you are looking for help and support, again, this could be another another route to get some, some backing and some help, basically. Um, I know they're doing... They're asking for applications, um, or they have been start asking for applications throughout December, uh, and they will be giving out a, a $250,000 top prize, uh, as well as some smaller prizes. But again, I think this will be an ongoing um, initiative uh, to kind of you know help entrepreneurs, basically. What else have we got? Oh, we have seen the relaunch of Other Tone. Tone, 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 tone. Yeah. Now I'm, I like. I was going to say I like and dislike. I don't dislike, but I'm not a massive fan of these podcasts, if I'm honest. Um, and we kind of, I briefly mentioned this to you before we started recording. I think during this year, maybe the last couple of years, I've generally, almost actively avoided um, Pharrell 
interviews and podcasts and, and things like that because with all of his business ventures and everything he's involved in, rightly so, he is a very uh, safe individual. He will not say anything controversial. Um, but it kind of gets to the point, at least for me, all the interviews I see, it gets a bit a bit kind of samey. Um, so I try and generally avoid all these kind of interviews and videos and stuff. I know there's been a huge amount of them recently. The podcasts that have come out so far, a new one was released, I think it was today, in fact, uh, with Eric Andre. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's the fourth one. one. The other, yeah, the other three I have listened to, um, and they are actually okay. Um, so obviously the podcast previously was done with Pharrell and Scott Venner. Um, family is now involved as well. So family is there, um, you know, asking questions and being, you know, chatting to the guests as well. Um, they've got a good range of guests so far. I'm just opening my podcast app to remind myself of... Um, yeah, I've only listened to one so far. There's the, who they had. the uh, singer from Barcelona. Oh, yeah, so uh, uh, Rosalia. So she was on the first one. Yeah. That was quite good. Uh, Zendaya, the singer, actress, who's in you know, Spider-Man and stuff like that. Um, the last one I thought was actually quite good, um, Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, if you don't know who she is, she's the kind of lead character uh, in The Queen's Gambit, the the massive Netflix um, hit of the year, basically, that's been watched by, like, 70 million households or something, including my own house, household, and it was very, very good. Um, so she was the guest on episode three. Get on it. Got two episodes left. Very good. Very highly recommended. Very, very good TV. Um, and yeah, the podcast episode is, is quite interesting as well, but yeah, other tone is back. There will be lots more guests. I'm sure they seem to be, you know, branching out into slightly more interesting and different characters. Whereas previously, I thought a lot of the, the kind of guests they had on there were people that just happened to be you know, passing through and, again, were kind of quite safe guests. The ones so far have been, generally, but the Eric Andre one, I can imagine, is going to be, you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit more out there, shall we say. So I'm going to give that a listen, you know, probably this week at some point. Um, but yes, if you, you know, you want to hear kind of, you know, Pharrell interviewing people and chatting to people, then, then Other Tone is definitely back, not just as a podcast, but... They've been talking about a podcast company, which I think is called Other Tone Media. Um, so they may be involved in other podcasts going forward as well. Um, if they'd like to get in touch with me, uh, my email address and contact details can be found on the <laughs> website at theothers.net. But yes, that's out there. Get it on your favorite podcast app now. It's good to see Family's face again. I haven't, haven't heard from him for a while, so it's nice to see that he's back involved. Yeah, family's been really involved um, this year with Pharrell. He's been down staying in Miami with Pharrell, from my understanding. Um, been involved in you know, lots of the projects and music. And, and yeah, he was on the Drink Champs podcast yeah. that came out this week as well. He made an appearance there. So so he's definitely getting out there a bit more. And I know Pharrell did mention that family, he said, is you know working on stuff, his own stuff. I'm saying that in air quotes. Um, whether that's his own business or his own media or his own music who knows but it would be good to hear more from from family because yeah, he was on on tour probably about five six years ago he's on the nerd tours wasn't he 
Yeah, so he normally um, tours with them. Um, sometimes he's been support. Sometimes he just kind of comes out. Sometimes he's just, you know, hanging around with them. He's just there because, you know, he's a friend and travels with them. Yeah. And speaking of family, I think you mentioned briefly earlier, um, or before we started recording, um, new music from Pusha T coming soon, hopefully. Um, Pusha has confirmed that, you know, the only producers on his album are at the moment at least, are Kanye and the Neptunes. So that's an instant hit for me. Yeah, music to my ears. That's um, when I, I saw that probably a couple of weeks ago, um, going around the social medias, that's what excited me. Um, so, yeah, hope, hopefully we'll hear that sooner rather than later. I don't, I'm trying to think when was Daytona, his last album. A more for names and dates. But it might have been, yeah. Yes, I think I think that was, a, that was the last one. Um, I don't know if that was the actual album title now. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's due due any time, really. Um, yeah. So he did confirm it would be released within the next ninety days. Oh right. So I didn't so read by by March twenty twenty one at the latest, basically. So yes, incoming and impending. So I've got my. I've got my Hell Hath No Fury vinyl on order from America. It's, um, I think it's three or four weeks going so far. Don't think it's even been shipped yet. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did just reorder some, um, some vinyl. I don't even own a record player anymore, but I'm buying loads of vinyl. But I did order a, um, a reissue of the Clones album, which is on a kind of um, special blue pressed vinyl. And there were only 1,500 that were made. So I managed to get hold of one of those. So that's on its way at the moment, hopefully. Are they, are they still selling them? Can you link me up on this? <laughs> yes, I'll send you the uh, the link for it. And I also ordered a family promo. I can't remember which song it was, though. And what else did I order? Can I have it like that promo as well? And I ordered it and then realized I think I actually have a copy already somewhere. But meh. You can never have too many records, even when you don't even own a record player anymore. <laughs> I saw I saw that Mika uh, got the the Clones album. Yes, yeah, so that's um, the same one. I saw him post yeah. it, and uh, I thought, oh, I need to find one of those. And he, he said it's it's going to stay in its wrapping. I was like, I mean, I, I know he's obviously got it for a collector's item, but for me, it'd be going straight on the record flavor flavor player. Maybe <laughs> um, yeah, drinking Mar- water. <laughs> you say water, it looks like vodka, but. <laughs> I, tr- I trust you don't worry yeah mine my, my will stay in the wrapper for the foreseeable future um, until I actually end up getting a, a record player sorted out um, but yeah all my others that are here as well they're all still in the wrappers so one day I'll get to use them um, talking of Pusher as well um, his name did crop up on the, the Drinks Champ podcast um, and this was kind of one of the, the interesting aspects of the podcast Um Nori asked Pharrell about the Pusher and Drake kind of beef from whenever it was a couple of years back, um, which got kind of quite personal, quite kind of heated. Um, and Pharrell kind of talked, you know, quite openly about it, I think, which, you know, is unusual for him. But by that point, he'd had a few uh, a few drinks, so he was a bit, bit more chatty. Um, so it was interesting to get his kind of take on that. And, you know, I think he was saying, he obviously wasn't a fan of it happening and, you know, he's got, you know, love for both of them and he spoke to both of them and still speaks to both of them and is, you know, kind of 
almost advised them to just you know try and knock it on the head and get on with things but um yeah interesting to see him kind of talk about stuff like that which is not something he would normally do i think if he were sober and or in a kind of normal interview or or kind of podcast setting yeah what have we got next uh, next on my list actually some more um uh, adidas nmd hughes are coming out there were a number that came out at complex land recently when that ran over the weekend i think that was two weekends ago maybe um there are some more coming out um some kind of i was gonna say lime green they're not really lime green but a, a green variant um with i believe it's vietnamese on the front um saying human race um i think it's vietnamese um but they are coming out as you mentioned earlier there has been yeah so many adidas drops this year so many colorways so many variants um i don't think i've bought any sneakers this year um i'm just trying to think i probably have but none that i can actually think of off the top of my head um but I'm loving some of the colorways of the, the NMDs and stuff at the moment. What I want to see is more of the... Um, we haven't seen much of the tennis hues this year. So obviously a couple of years back, tennis hues were dropping like, you know, four or five colors every couple of weeks. And it was crazy. And I've got about 30-something, 40-something pairs of them. Um, but really? I lo- yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. I've got a lot. Um, but I love them. They're a really comfy sneaker. Again, they are the sort of thing I can't wear all year round over here. But, like, in the summer, they are, like, the perfect shoe just to, like, lounge in, to walk around in, uh, to take on holiday because they're so kind of light. You can yeah. just scrunch them up, chuck them in a bag. Um, they're obviously that prime knit material as well, so um, you don't get particularly sweaty in them. If they get wet, they dry out really quickly. Um, they're just, like, yeah, an all-round perfect sneaker for me for, like, you know, just general day-to-day wear. So, yeah, I've got an absolute ton of them. Yeah, these NMDs, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast in the past. Um, I love the the silhouette. I love the designs, the colorways. Um, but man, they're such awful fitting shoes. Like to get, I've got, behind me, I've got six pairs of them, I think, six different pairs um, from various releases. If I wanted to put one of them on now, it would take me like 10 minutes to get them on. It's like, it's a fight to get my foot into them and get them on. It's a struggle, a painful struggle. And then when I wear them as well, I find they don't fit my feet great. So they kind of make my feet ache a little bit. So I love them. I think they look great, but I'm going to try and avoid buying NMDs for, you know, the rest of this year and next year and sort of, yeah, hope we get some more sort of tennis hues. What's next? Um, we already briefly mentioned the Triple Black Collection, which came out roughly a week ago or so. Um, all the usual kind of Adidas apparel, sweatpants, hoodies, workout gear. Um, and then, yeah, there's probably, what, eight, nine or ten different shoe variants um, they've got this time, including NMDs, tennis hues, solar hues, um, but all just blacked out, basically. Um, there's Stan Smith's. There's a few other ones that... Um, they haven't done with Pharrell in the past. But if you're a fan of the, you know, all black everything look, then um, definitely get on this. Because, yeah, it is literally all black everything. I'm just flicking through some of the shoes now. The NMDs look nice. They've got Sambas, Stan Smiths. I think there's two different variants as well. 
Um, they've got like the leather version and then the kind of prime knit version. Um, superstars. Um, yeah, there's loads of different ones. So if you're looking for some new sneakers and as I say, you like the, uh, the all black everything, then definitely head over to adidas.com and I think some of them are still in stock. You can still get hold of them. Pharrell's podcast, yes. He's been appearing on lots of podcasts and lots of interviews this year, as we've already kind of mentioned briefly. He's done a second um, podcast with Rick Rubin recently. Now, the second one I haven't listened to yet. It's one of those ones that's in my queue to get round to. The first one, which came out just over a year ago, maybe, I think. Again, I, I initially avoided it because I thought it would be one of those kind of bland, samey, safe kind of conversations but it was probably one of his best interviews in many many years because he it was off the back of the uh blurred lines court case where you know he had to pay out however many millions of dollars it was um to the the estate of marvin gay um and he was obviously let's say slightly peeved about that uh that decision um and he openly talked about it seemingly out of nowhere um on the, the podcast episode last year. Um, so it was a really great interview. It was really great to see him that passionate about something and that kind of worked up about it. Um, so I'm hoping there's some more stuff on this podcast. Um, I know they talk about yeah some of his hits he's worked on, new projects and things like that. So I'm definitely going to give that um, a listen again, probably this week or next weekend. If you want to check it out, the, the podcast itself, which Rick Rubin does on a semi-regular basis is called broken record so again you can look that up on spotify apple podcasts all those sort of places have you listened to this one at all yet no one of my friends sent it to me um so it, it's yeah it's, it's on my list but like you say that first one with rick rubin is i think it's on youtube wasn't it i don't know if yeah. it's actually a podcast it's a video uh, i really enjoyed watching it yeah yeah they did it in collaboration with gq um so it was a gq video and then i think they put it out as part of the Broken Record podcast um, series as well. Um, but yeah, it was, like I said, it was one of his more interesting um, interviews and videos. What we got next, uh, we've already talked about this briefly. I Am Other, SoundCloud Volume 2. Um, are there any more details here that I didn't give you earlier? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's actually out already. So they are not accepting submissions um, anymore it's actually been released. So again, I've not listened to this, so I'm just looking through the names. Nobody I really recognize, um, but I will be checking that out, and you can too. Um, you can head over to SoundCloud and look at the I Am Other uh, page over there, or again, head over to the neptunes.org, and you can stream all the, uh, all the tracks basically on the page there. There's something to check out. More work that Pharrell is involved in. Um, working with Hans Zimmer on the new Lion King movie. We seem to have had about three or four Lion King movies, haven't we, over the last <laughs> or few years, it seems like. Um, yeah, he was involved in the soundtrack of the last one that was done, the kind of live-action one. Um, and he had the track on there, what was it called, with Beyonce, uh, Water, yeah. which was a really good track, I thought. Um, seems he's working on more music, um, to kind of feature on a new version or a follow-up um, that Disney uh, seem to be making. And again, working with Hans Zimmer as he's done you know, multiple times over the years. 
next on my list, the Drink Champs podcast. So this has been getting all the uh, all the attention the last few days amongst uh, Pharrell and Neptune's fans. If you don't know what Drink Champs is, this is a podcast that happens every week where uh, Noriega, the rapper, basically gets guests in, plies them with um, obscene amounts of alcohol, and just asks them you know, lots of questions and just chats nonsense a lot of the time, especially as more alcohol is consumed. Uh, but it can lead to some you know, quite interesting um, stories and anecdotes and things like that. Um, I was really surprised Pharrell had agreed to this. Um, I'm very surprised when I saw them post about it that he was appearing on it. I did genuinely think he would go on there and refuse to drink. But he got involved. He got a little bit tipsy. Um, and he was quite chatty. It's, uh, I think it's over three hours long. It's worth watching on YouTube as opposed to listening to it as in podcast form because a lot of it is very visual. Um, but yeah, definitely go and check this out. You know, he talks a lot about, you know, a lot of the older projects, a lot of stuff in there that I think a lot of us fans kind of know already. Um, but say he did talk about, you know, Pusher and Drake and um, a few other things he's been working on and, and stuff like that. So yeah, a, a good insight. Um, if you can put up with Noriega's just annoyingness and then drunkenness, <laughs> then you know, stick with it and get through it. I I remember when the podcast first came out and I listened to the first few because I liked the kind of the concept. But Nori is uh, annoying is an understatement, unfortunately. Um, I like Nori. I like his music, a lot of his music. But um, as a podcast host, it's um, it's cringeworthy at times. Um, and what I found with this podcast was you can just tell... Well, what I, what I think with Nori is like he has his own little bubble that he lives in where he makes his music and he works with people. But outside of that bubble, he has no interest or knowledge of what they actually do and what, what other things they work on. So, you know, he, he talks in the podcast a lot about, you know, he's known Pharrell for, you know, 20, 25 years and they've worked on these projects. But then he talks about, you know, one of his first questions is, so what are the nerds? And Pharrell's like, you mean N-E-R-D? And he's like, yeah, the nerds. And he just, he refers to things in a completely different way. <laughs> and it's like, you would think if this person is your friend, you know the name of his actual band. Um, and he also, at some point... A normal, talk, a normal interview would not get away with that. <laughs> no, I know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he interview. talks about, um, they talk about hidden figures at some point. Something about hidden figures comes up. And again, he refers to it as the hidden figures, and there was a, there was something else in the podcast where he does the same thing. He puts the in, in front of the name of anything. Um, I don't know if it's just something he does or whether he's just completely oblivious to what things are actually called. I found that quite annoying. Um, and also he talks about, um, you know, he said at the start, he was, oh, I, you know, I've known you for 25, 25 years, but I, I Googled you to do some research about you. And, um, and stuff that Pharrell talks about, Nori kind of sits there and is like, oh my, he's shocked by these anecdotes he's hearing. But it's all stuff Pharrell's talked about multiple times in the past. You know, the fronting stuff, the, you know, just, a lot of justified being for Michael Jackson and that kind of story. What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up, Nori, shut up. Yeah, so 
he's um like I say, I think he lives in his little bubble and all this other stuff that I think a lot of other people know. Um, he just has no clue about, and obviously his Google research didn't get him that far. But uh, but no, it's an interesting chat nonetheless. It's always quite funny to see Pharrell a little bit tipsy and you know kind of a bit looser and chatting a bit more kind of naturally as opposed to you know doing promo for something or doing press that he doesn't really necessarily seem to like to do. So if you've got three and a half hours to kill at some point over the Christmas holidays, um, I recommend, yeah, putting it on YouTube and watching it because, um, yeah, it, it's quite amusing at points. What have we got next? Oh, next is the one you've been waiting for. So another Adidas release uh, with Nigo this time. Um, Tokyo Solar Hues as part of the... Um, Pharrell, Nigo, Adidas, human race, human made, whatever it is, friendship pack. We've got a couple of different sneakers, or we've got one sneaker, but different colorways, different variants, and then a, a kind of um, a sandal as well in a couple of different colorways. These aren't my kind of thing, but you're close to pulling the trigger, are you? <laughs> yeah, these ones have been blabbing about uh, out of sync on your podcast, so I apologize about that. Um, yeah, I, I think I am very close to pulling the trigger on the on the lighter ones. Um, so they're like a, a turquoisey green color with some yeah. dark, darker accents, and then what is there like an orangey red um, bottom and a what, soul? Yeah. A lot of colors, yeah, a lot of colors on them. But um, I think they're they're quite quite funky. So um, I might just I might just do it. <laughs> go on do it it's christmas treat yourself <laughs> yeah the the, will the shoes themselves i'm not a massive fan of i'm not, not a fan of the silhouette itself um but the the kind of i was gonna say slides are not slides they're like you know kind of the japanese sandals uh, i don't know what the technical name is for them um but they they look quite cool they look quite nice yeah, if I see a pair pop up anywhere, I might might be tempted to get involved in those, definitely. Um, they are due out... Oh, they came out on December the 18th, so a few days ago. So, yeah, if anyone out there is after a pair, um, I would be quick. Right, we are nearing the end of our news. My next one is about other tone that we've already talked about, so we can skip that. And then... Ah, Tokyo Solar Hues Part 2. And this is just well, exactly the same as the ones we talked about. So not really a part two, just uh, some additional publicity shots, basically, uh, showing you them in slightly more detail. And yeah, now I can see that colorway, the one you're talking about. It does actually, yeah. the colors are quite nice. It's, yeah, like a reddy orange and a purple and a turquoise and a lime green. And yeah, they do look, the colorway's nice, but the, the silhouette isn't, um, isn't my sort of thing. Well, I've successfully added to bag. I just haven't put in my credit card details yet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, what else did we have? Yeah, that was kind of all the new stuff. There have been a few kind of notable um, uh, BBC releases this year. I know you're sat there wearing one right now. You're wearing the, the lovely Star Trek uh, hoodie. Yes. Which I did try to get, but um, because I've been sat on my backside for the last 10 months not doing anything uh they don't do a size that fits me anymore because they come from japan and japan only goes up to xl and they run a bit small anyway i generally find so i avoided so this is, the uh, this is large yeah i avoided the star trek stuff but i did cop recently 
I got a couple of. I know I got a few things, in fact. Ooh. BBC EU. Uh, I'm a sucker for accessories, so uh, BBC EU released an umbrella. I've got no use for an umbrella. I don't even like carrying umbrellas. I have an umbrella by my front door, which is a tiny little fold-up one that I refuse to ever take out of the house because I don't want to carry it. So I went and purchased a full-size BBC umbrella, which will now sit in my uh, yeah my closet for the rest of its life. Uh, but a, a nice BBC umbrella. It looks cool. It has a yeah. has the BBC Arch logo on it. It looks like the uh, it has a print of like yeah the moon surface on the outside of it. It's a good they looking actually, umbrella. They were offering it for free at one point if you spent, I think it was 250 pounds or more. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you spent over a certain amount, you would get it for free. I think I paid, I bought it just separately by itself. And I think it was like 60 euros or something, something like that. So not overly expensive. Um, and like I say, I'm a, I'm a sucker for kind of accessories like that. Um, so that was a recent purchase. Um, around the same time, um, previous guest of the podcast, uh, Jimmy Gorecki of you know Ice Cream Skate Team fame. Um, he released a uh, ice cream collaboration. Um, absolutely amazing collaboration. I love the designs involved there. Um, I made sure I got one of the hoodies because they are really, really nice. Amazing quality. Um, so the hoodies aren't BBC hoodies. The hoodies are from his own company, JSP. Um, real nice quality heavyweight hoodies um, and then with the ice cream collaboration graphics on them um, really really nice hoodie he also had t-shirts and the sweatpants as well um, I just grabbed a hoodie when they were released on the European store so I think they're probably all sold out now but I'm hoping he's got some more stuff uh, lined up for BBC because I know this was um, a throwback to the original um, kind of ice cream skate team um, work they did uh, and I know they've talked about doing different uh, kind of packs and this is the first pack so we may see some more in the future um, so definitely keep your eyes peeled for that another recent release as well um, was the that I really liked was the uh, Louis de Guzman I think I'm pronouncing that right collaboration with BBC I think this was just for Complex Con or Complex Land whatever they called it this year so he did some um you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> so like well, your chair was about to break. It's this really squeaky. It's, <laughs> it's like a plastic, see-through plastic, but you can't move in it. I'm glad you, you thought the chair was breaking. It wasn't me breaking wind. It, <laughs> no, I looked yeah. up and I expected to just see you like fall out of, uh, out of shock <laughs> as the chair collapsed underneath you. No, just really creaky. I'll try not to move again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Louis de Guzman um, collaboration, um, really cool design. I think I've seen some of his work in the past, but wasn't really aware of um, who he was. But yeah, he did some limited items for um, Complex Land, including I think some t-shirts and hoodies, jackets. There was a uh, small sculpture that was avail available as well. It was kind of his reworking on the um, the original kind of ice cream cones and bones type logo. Um, it was really, really, looked really cool. Um, of course, I didn't get to uh, cop one of them because out here in Europe, we don't get to have nice American things. But um, yeah, really nice designs. BBC US have also been doing you know, numerous collaborations this year, and I can't remember many of the other ones, but I know a recent one I saw was, um, strangely enough, Garfield, which I was a bit 
surprised yeah. by. I know Garfield's kind of a yeah. They they do a lot of collaborations with kind of you know popular culture icons, I guess. Um, I don't know if I put Garfield up there as a pop culture icon. Um, so it, it was a strange collaboration. I'm sure they have the reasons as to why they did it, but yeah, I was surprised to see that. Let's say. I see Bathing Ape do a lot of that, don't they? Bape nowadays will work with, I think, pretty much anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to do a lot of cartoon stuff. Not my cup of tea, really. Yeah. Um, and BBC kind of, you know, do some of that, but but yeah, it was just strange Yeah, strange to see Garfield. I've never been a fan of Garfield, even when I was a kid. So um, it may have different... Um, yeah, people may see it slightly differently in the US, I guess. That's where it's from originally. Um, so it may be a bit more popular over there, um, but yeah, not my not my cup of tea. But yeah, any, any other kind of BBC or ice cream things you've you've seen this year that you've liked or that you've got? No, I mean the, the this, when I saw the Star Trek, and I, I, I only saw that. I think I messaged you actually. Um, I saw an email come in. It's coming out that Friday. I've always wanted to get a, a Star Trek piece. Um, originally wanted to get you know the the uh, old like jackets that they had quite the Co- coach they, jackets yeah coach jackets yeah i always wanted one of them but then they released it this time but i do have a couple of uh billionaire boys club ones like that but yeah as soon as i saw that I was doing the star trek ones i was trying to get a t-shirt as well but I'd, yeah they're, they're gone already but uh yeah managed to get this hoodie which i love it and as, as you say the quality i haven't got a bbc hoodie um, so this is my first one, and it's it's really really good quality. Yeah, they generally are. The interesting thing is as well the the different areas, so the US, Europe, and then Japan, they all use different suppliers. And they all have different types of hoodies. So if you, if you buy like a European one now, yeah, they're real thick, heavy weights. The Japanese yeah. ones are a little bit lighter, a bit thinner. Um, US ones even more so because they're kind of you know lower price point. Um, so, yeah, if you buy anything European or Japanese, it's always going to be, yeah, excellent, excellent quality. One thing I have noticed this year is, you know, Japan are doing, um, again, a lot of collaborations as they normally do. But they're starting to retro a lot of stuff as well. Uh, a lot of the original um, logos and designs to the point where, and even the US have used this recently um, or are about to use it with a collaboration with um, Hidden NY. They're reusing the original um, uh, tags, basically. So for those that, you know, had BBC back in the day for the first kind of few seasons of it, I don't know exactly how many, you know, they had these kind of little, almost, I think made of like felt almost, um, little kind of flags inside, which were the tags, which had BBC, and then you had the um, the size underneath it. And they're really kind of like iconic in terms of, um, you know, identifying BBC pieces. Um, so they're starting to kind of bring those back. I don't know if I'm necessarily a, a fan of that let's say they seem to be retro starting to retro quite a lot of the old classic stuff and certain things i, I kind of think oh, okay that's you know fair enough um there are certain parts i think eh, maybe that's going a bit too far and you know like bringing back the original kind of classic tags i've also seen pictures of um obviously we had the reebok collaboration recently um various different you know shoes and ice creams that were re-released um i have seen pictures of the um the colette version of the original ice creams the boutiques um in the new reebok silhouette 
Um, again, I think that would be maybe going a, a little bit too far, you know, because that colorway is or was originally, you know, one of the most exclusive colorways of the shoes. There were, what, 150, I think, made, something like that. Or maybe, you know, sorry, the, the pink and brown ones, maybe it was 400 or something, something like that anyway, but still very, very rare. So those colorways, I wouldn't necessarily want to see them bring them back on these kind of cheaper shoes, let's say, with, you know, mass market appeal. Um, there are certain things I wish they'd kind of, you know, leave alone slightly, but I think during 2021, we may uh, we may see the reemergence of some of the, the classic ice cream designs and... Um, patterns i'm still here <laughs> i just moved to a chair again <laughs> I've, I've got the old um the old bleepers which are i saw um mutual friend aaron white post pictures of his original bleepers which are in a similar condition to mine i think there's no way of saving them so i think if they did do a re-release i know you might not be happy with it but i think i would uh, get involved in the purchase of them yeah and like when they did the diamond and dollars ones um is it earlier this year? They're a great shoe. Like, I like the silhouette. Um, I think for the price point as well, they're a really good, comfy shoe. Mine is still in the box, in fact. Um, but the fact that you get that kind of OG design with the box and the accessories and all that kind of thing, um, I think, yeah, you know, price-wise, they're great. Um, and I don't mind them bringing, bringing back, you know, the patterns, so the, the beepers and... Um, name chains I've seen kind of you know mock-ups of, of those that may be coming soon again and all those kind of variants but yeah the real kind of super rare colorways um, yeah part of me just wishes they would kind of you know leave those alone but but we'll see they may not see the light of day or we may see them who knows 2021 could bring us many surprises indeed all right well that's kind of all the the news and stuff I had basically um Anything else from yourself? No, just that it's, um, it's really good to be chatting to you again. Um, as we said at the beginning of the, the podcast, 2020 has been, a, been an odd year for everyone. Um, I mean, in some ways, it's been, a, been quite a positive one for me. Uh, on the last, the last uh, podcast, we discussed the, the, um, the quizzing I'd been doing, raising money for the mental health charity Mind. Uh, that, I've got one left to do for the year. And we should hit just shy of £4,000 of raise for Mind Charity. So, I mean, that's been a real personal success of mine. Um, and it's, it's just been great to kind of be able to keep in touch with people uh, and help people through this, this uh, help myself, but also help, help other people through this time. So 2020 has been tough, but I think that was just a, a bit of positivity. I'm getting an absolutely gorgeous girlfriend as well. Uh, inside and out it's an absolute beauty um so that so it's that's been a bit of success but i'm just hoping that we can get back to some kind of normality um in 2021 Um, yeah definitely well firstly you know congratulations and great work with the um the money you've been raising so i know we've talked about it in the past and you mentioned it on the last podcast um really great and yeah i think there's you know there are a lot of charities out there that uh you know have been inundated probably this year with people um you know wanting to talk to them about problems and you know mental health issues and things like that i think it's really come to the forefront this year a lot of people have really really struggled with how things have been um so yeah i'm sure that money will be you know greatly appreciated um 
by mind and by the the people it therefore then you know, benefits further down the line so you know great work there um was going to say yeah 2021 let's yeah let's hope things improve i think we're we're on the uh we're on upwards trajectory or we will be soon hopefully now we've got um you know now bill gates has got his microchip vaccine <laughs> ready for ready to go yeah and uh yeah so we'll all be getting that soon so hopefully that'll help everyone out and um and yeah then we can get back to traveling get back to seeing each other and then hopefully 2021 i like to think of this this episode here as a bit of a a reboot of the of the podcast you know i've um not done many this year i've had you know personal stuff going on this year as well which has meant i've not really wanted to do podcasts and be chatting to people and, and all that kind of thing um but yeah yeah for me personally now things are on the up again so you know here's hoping getting to the new year and i can get back to doing this kind of each week or every couple of weeks because like i say I, I know people have been messaging me every now and again asking you know when we're going to do it and when the next one will be out and stuff like that so um so yeah here's hoping i can actually get my uh backside in gear and get back to to doing this and remember how to work all the uh all the software and the editing as well yeah well that that'd be good to to get get you back uh, on the podcast because they are a great listen um i think i think yeah i think we can just use this as a, a general reset can't we of um everyone does it every new year people say right new year new me i think this is the actual year where people think you know what Life's too short. You know, some people have really been impacted by this and we've lost people. And I think now's the time you think, you know, what do I really want to do with my life? What's going to excite me next year? Um, so, so hopefully we can, we can all have a, a, positive, a positive outlook uh, and productive year next year. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there because we've, um, we've gone well over the, the hour, hour that I try and stick to. Um, but yeah, as I say, hopefully in the new year, we'll have some more podcasts coming out. So keep an eye on, um, God, I can't even remember my own bloody social media things now because it's been so long since I did it. Um, at Others <laughs> Podcast, I think on um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can also go to the others.net um, to stream the, the podcast, get all the show notes and stuff like that. You can find me at Steve R. Penny on Instagram and all of those places. Uh, and Tim, where can people find yourself if they want to follow what you're up to? It's at Timmy Dugs, which is T-I-M-M-Y-D-O-U-G-S. At least I think it's that. I don't think it is because I actually checked, <laughs> Isn't before, it? I checked beforehand when you DM'd me and I wrote down well, what it is. Where is it? <laughs> just Tim. Just Tim. That's your name. Tim Dugs. Is it Tim Dugs? Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. There we go then. I wasn't trying to throw anyone off the scent. Um <laughs> But yeah, so at Tim Dugas. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes anyway. I'll make sure it's in there and it's all correct. So people can go and give you a follow if they want. But yeah, we'll wrap it up there. And um, as I say, this is the 21st of December as we record this. Hopefully this will go out before Christmas. Um, whether it does or doesn't, you know, hopefully everyone has a great Christmas, great holiday period if you don't celebrate Christmas. Great New Year. Um, you know, follow the medical advice. Stay safe, look after yourself and everyone else around you. And then come the new year, come 2021, we can all uh, get back on it, meet up, travel, do our podcasts, 
um, and forget that this year ever happened, basically. Real. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We will leave it there at that. So, yes, thank you, everyone, and um, speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers, all. Uh-huh.